Hello and welcome. I'm Clina Foley and this is Off the Bench, a women's sport podcast which we hope will educate and entertain people of all ages and genders. You can find all our previous editions on offtheball.com. Go into the podcast section there and all our previous editions are there and also on iTunes. And we also have a Twitter account. We don't have Facebook, but we have a Twitter account and it's at Off the Bench OTB, capital OTB. So if you have any suggestions or any feedback you want to give us, we'll take them there. Uh, one of the reasons we set up Off the Bench was because so many issues in women's sport and about female athletes actually don't get decent coverage in in the general media. Um, And we felt this is really certainly the case recently when new proposed rules for Camogie have come out. So because of that, uh, we brought in three people who know a lot about this, actually, as as players and as administrators as well. And we're going to find out what are the new rules? What do we see potentially as problems with them or what's great about them? And let's talk about them because one thing that ha- hasn't happened so far is that they haven't been taught about. So on my left, Kate Kelly from Wexford, legendary player, nine-time All-Star, um, already arguing with Liam O'Neill, former GA president, and he's had a very important role in this that we're going to talk about. And on the end down there, 2013 All-Star, Chloe Murray from Clare. So it's a frosty morning. They've come all the way up from the country. Really appreciate it. Welcome to Off the Bench, everyone. Thank you very much. Thanks. Great to have you here. Um, Liam, you have an important role in these new rules for a very interesting reason. You were You were the chairman of the rules revision group that looked at, sent out questionnaires, got feedback back and then made proposals, which the Camogie Association then took away, looked at and then came out with a set that they wanted. So maybe first of all, would you tell us um, who else was on the Rules Revision Committee um, and uh, and what was the process? OK, so we were put together early in the summer. Um, we had Mary Lacey from Wexford and Marie Hayes from Galway and we had Vanilla Carr from Down as the players. Yeah. We had Dr. Siobhan O'Connor from the uh, from DCU. She specialises in female sport and injuries and yeah, uh, general yeah, being. Yeah, exactly. Particularly and had, health and high yeah, performance sport. Kevin yeah. McGinney, who was um, a referee assessor in the Camogie Association. And your own, your own, uh, we were laughing. First of all, tell us, how many sisters have you got? I had seven sisters. I grew up with seven sisters. And what did you just tell three, us before we came on three, air? I, I had three above me and three below me directly. And I had four brothers, uh, apart from that. But um, the one thing I learned from uh, being uh, surrounded by girls was when, as a little boy, you see, when they cry, you're in serious trouble. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That was a very valuable trouble. lesson yeah. to learn. But also, um, when back back when you, you were a teacher, obviously retired now, but when you, when Common and Monskull started in Leash, which is where you're from, the first first actual coming to Monskull in Leash, you, you told me you set it up for girls. Yeah, we set it up for Camogie because... Um, uh, boys games were taken care of by the juvenile board as it was called at the time but in 1988 we set up the coming month school as a teacher's body and uh, it was one of the first ones founded around the country and it's sort of in a really organised way but four years previously we had set up uh, Camogie coming month school because it was clear that there wasn't activity for primary schools um, Camogie so we said we do that yeah for girls interesting yeah. so what I'm saying is you, you you know women's sport you know Camogie you, you've obviously had an interest in it even apart from being president of the GA for a term so tell us about um, how did this how did this system work in terms of how did you get people's opinions on where we were going with the rules 
um, and, and, and how much feedback did you get from people? Okay, well, from, from our, our modus operandi was first that we were we were there. We had that group with Paul Donovan serves in the, the group from headquarters. He's player welfare officer in Croke Park. Yeah. So um, I said I was going to chair it. I wasn't going to. I was going to listen to the people on the committee and see how we could get um, a move towards change. Uh, but I did set up myself early on that I think we were originally told three changes. I said we weren't going to waste our time. Only, only, only three. Only three. I think that was involved in the motion that went to Congress. Right. But we said we weren't going to sit around for months discussing three changes. So I said we're going to have a look and discuss uh, the broader game and see how it might affect players from day one. So we have a couple of recommendations there for, for underage players as well, which aren't being trialled yeah, obviously in yeah. the National League. So we looked at, at it from day one um, and um, we decided that um, the group decided that they'd send out a survey monkey yeah, it was called. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. about 1,500, short of 1,500 replies to that. With That's a, good a lot. Emails. I'm really impressed by that. Yeah. Are you? 1,500 means yeah. people are really interested. Because a lot of questionnaires, you would get a very small percentage to reply. 1,500 yeah. is good. It's, it's good. good yeah, it's, good. Yeah. it's, a, it's a representative sample. So it gave, us, yeah. it gave us a bit of courage to go push ahead and suggest change. Right. Because you're always um, worried when you're uh, working with an organisation that maybe has a reputation for trying out new rules and trying out new yeah, things, that yeah. you'll, mm. you're doing something different from what they want. But we said we'd have a very open discussion, so we got responses back on that. We offered an email address as well and got a good few responses by emails. We went out and met people too, people right. who were interested in Camogie, some uh, Camogie coaches, some former players, and others volunteered their right. opinions to us, which is great. So we knew... Uh, after the first meeting or two that we had enough we had the basis of what would be we felt a useful report and some changes that might just work okay. and might just improve the game so so you said to me when I rang you initially but you said about 2,000 you know people yeah, gave feedback and I just thought well that was great for a start so people were interested did either of you Kate or Chloe did you have any input into it or did you fill out a questionnaire or did you do it in any other format no, I filled out the questionnaire and I also attended the forum earlier on. And Good yeah, moment, so. you weren't missing your chance. <laughs> no, I think it's a great process and I think, you know, people are enthusiastic for the change and yeah. to see the game evolving and it has moved a lot. So I think this is very welcome among a lot of the players out there. And what about honest. you, Chloe? Um, I did. I filled out the questionnaire. I made sure to put every opinion I had in it. <laughs> into it. Um, but I also... the. Actually, probably previous to that, I think it was just before Christmas or maybe just after, the WGPA, um, kind of chaired by Aoife Lane, had sought out the players' opinion on it to see is this something maybe that she'd like. So she had actually, I think it was over the course of four or five meetings, um, we had a few meetings, um, different players around the country actually. Uh, I think one meeting there was eight, another there was about 20. So uh, we met up four or five times just to discuss the rules and like, I suppose yeah. as reps as well, we had to see like what your county team yeah is what, feedback? what yeah. feedback was to them so like so to explain to anybody who doesn't know the WGPA is the Women's uh, Players Association Women's Gaelic Players Association so so they actually made a submission as well didn't it so they all made and contributed to that and then they made an official yeah we actually literally had the rule book up in a powerpoint and we were asked to go through it and we actually discussed it in length um, geez there's two or three hour meetings there so <laughs> but like we I suppose it's really important that we did have the opinion of a lot of our team like it wasn't just my opinion on something yeah. we were bringing opinions of for for me it was the Clare Camogue team but yeah. they're really beneficial so I think we had submitted it we had given a report okay. of some sort in they did and, yeah. and, and the WGP actually uh, released their findings as well from the players and that's why today this panel Liam represents the group who did the research Kate represents former players and 
panel and also has people who really have long since called for change and you represent the current players and people who are actively playing the game now. So that was the process and I noticed the questionnaire was really interesting for people just to know this. The questionnaire basically asked kind of four, had four sections, very simple. What was the best way to speed up the game? Uh, how would you make the game more skillful? Question I'm not sure that you'd ask men, but that was the question that was asked. What rules do you think need revising, which is very general and can be thrown out to you know, anything, encompass anything, and any other comments? So in other words, it was a very open process and people could throw their, their weight in behind anything. Liam, as somebody who's, who, who, who heard all and saw all the research coming back, what, what would you say like, were the maybe two or three areas that kept coming up time and time again for you? The message seemed to be that I wanted more contact. Right. And uh, we took that on board. But we had then to turn to our expert and say just how much contact is fair yeah. and allowed. And um, we're conscious of the fact that we were talking about contact from girls who are quite young when they're allowed to play adults and how that might impact on them. Because um, a teenager is a lot different from a fully yeah. um, grown adult. We were, we were talking about this. How, how young were you when you started playing senior into County of Morgate, Kate? Uh, 15. Chloe? 15. Same thing. And you, mm. you're not allowed to play senior inter-county at that age and boys. So the rules for women sometimes vary for this very reason. And I know people on the contact rule, I came across people who are really vehement saying, you can't let contact in because then you're going to have young teenagers at club level even playing against much bigger women and it's an area of, of question. So we'll talk about that. But contact was one. Anything else that kept recurring that you saw, you know, that you saw, you just could see it come the recurring? Dropping the hurley and the hand pass goal. Hand pass goal. They were clear messages from day one. Right. Yeah. Kate, why why do you think people don't like the hand pass goal and dropping the hurley? I think it's a distinct difference between the men's game and I think maybe they feel that we don't need it, you know, as but I, I believe it's a skill in itself. So... You know, it's a the hand pass the goal. Hand pass goal, yeah. Really, it's not, it's not used that often, and sometimes it pushes them to just kick the ball if there's no other alternative. And you know, um, yeah, but it's always been a bone of contention, and I'd say mostly for backs, to be honest, because it is a hard one to defend. It's really hard to defend. So I'd, you know, it's very exposed. Yeah, yeah. So in the research side of it, I wonder was it mostly backs that said they wanted to get rid of it, <laughs> and mostly oh, forwards. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. You know, it's a tough one. Yeah, and Chloe, what about you? Would they, would they, would they have been the two areas for you? contact and oh I'm a big like since day dot like physical contact I could I could never understand how I wasn't how we weren't allowed shoulder I suppose I grew up playing with the boys as did most yes camogie players in it at start so like it was always bone contention and maybe just because I'm probably more physical than I am anything else when I try to play yeah so I always uh, I always be given out to refs but like when I, do you know the best thing for me was doing this uh, review because I actually understood how hard it is for refs to interpret the rules and like when we're talking about now um, contact and shoulder, the only kind of bugbear I would have is the definition of minimal because my minimal would be very different to yeah, Kate's, which yeah, would be very yeah, different to someone yeah, else's. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll actually go through them in detail, so we'll help. But it is really interesting what you say, because I know a lot of the time as journalists, we don't know the rules very well. And sometimes as players and as managers, people we don't know. For example, I thought it was really interesting, uh, Liam, you got feedback on the two points you had people suggesting that, that the sideline cut should be worth two points. It already is. It is. And people, and it is. Pe and people, didn't, already know, is. people didn't know that. There and, you go. But I think in a major game, it's only been done once or twice. So it hasn't yeah. been... Um, it's not... Um, 
not prolific. It's no, it's, it's not, not prolific. No. But it has been allowed. I think I think it could be t- 2012 it came in. It's certainly in a while. And it is interesting. That just shows that sometimes that just the gap between people's knowledge of rules and what the actual rules are. People were suggesting to you that that should be changed. It's already in yeah. the game. Yeah. So let's have a look at them then. Um, they were the ones that jumped out, Liam, and, and they, were the, they were the consistent ones. But G had other suggestions. But we look at the six that they've decided okay. to change. So these rules are coming in. And just to explain to people, they're only being used on a trial basis in 2020 in the national leagues they're not coming into club level or anything yet there's no need to worry about them or panic about them but that's where they're coming in but we can we can look at have people already got enough time um first one was contact so now the new rule says you can make minimal contact minimal with minimal force from side on once you're making a reasonable effort to gain possession of a ball um, and I was just looking at how your recommendations, Liam, which is that it, was, it would be a bump or a nudge, right? And it's not a shoulder. And that's specifically because of this worry about the rule being applied to teenagers playing against seniors, you know, young, smaller, much smaller women potentially playing much stronger. Is that well, it? This become, it'll become more um, apparent how that wording works when the trial takes place. And that's why the, the trial is so important. It's very difficult when we're involved because there is no legally defined tackle in hurling, football or camogie no, or ladies and football. and it's how, and as players, and, it's yeah. what makes it so hard, but, isn't it? But there's a reason for that. It's quite difficult to do. Yes. So when we started this process, we were doing something that hadn't really been done before. So yeah. we're trying to, to, to define it, what's allowed. And you have to have it tight enough that it allows for a little bit of physicality as Chloe wants and that it also um, takes care of safety. So we, we took a fine line and when we're asked about it, we say uh, everyone knows when the ball's thrown in at the start of the game there's contact. That's side on, it's side and nobody's in any danger. So it's that type of um, approach to it that we we're trying but to promote. But it's not a shoulder and that's what people have to have to remember. Yeah. It isn't defined as a shoulder, it's yeah. defined as minimal force from side on. Um, how do you feel about it, Kate? What do you, what do you think? Is, is that good? Does it go far enough? Or do you, do you have any potential worries about that? You know, I, I had a potential worry nearly opposite to Chloe that did bring in a shoulder charge um, purely for the reasons what Liam is saying for the younger player coming in the game would be you know the, the skill and the discipline within the game would be diluted um, I think that's an important aspect of our game is the skill but I think the biggest problem with the old rules was it specifically said no contact yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that was very very hard for referees to referee to to distinguish because we can't play the game without any contact. That's the problem, isn't it? And you can't like, actually tackle I, without any physically very near. Exactly. Impossible. So I think if the only thing that you're not allowed to do now is run across the field and specifically shoulder charge someone, I think that will evolve the gauge the game hugely and it will give the referees a lot more clarity about what's going on because I, I've seen over the last couple of years the amount of people's interpretation of no contact or there's allowed this and you're not allowed shoulder but I think even to clarify the contact and the physicality within this process will hugely hugely yeah. improve the game Chloe any worries for you? Like I, I could be totally off the mark here but if a girl I put it to you this way like if you have a young girl on the team would you have her on the panel if she can't strike it off both sides? Like she, she wouldn't be on the panel because she, not let's say she wouldn't be good enough or she doesn't have the skill set for it. So, I mean, the girl, a young girl wouldn't be on the panel if she isn't strong enough. Would be my for take on it for for a shoulder. Yeah, because I'm not really like my only thing is like this the safety. I'm not sure where what part like if it's shoulder to shoulder then it's 
woman versus woman. Like it's not a man versus I can yeah. understand what you mean that way, man. Yeah. But it's a woman versus woman. So I'm not sure where the safety thing comes in because I mean you look at women's rugby or other very physical sports and they're doing just fine so you looked at other sports which I thought was interesting so you looked at rugby you looked at lacrosse you looked at a few other team sports that had the physical contact Australian rules and Aussie rules things, as yeah. well that's where yeah. the notion of a bump but the bump is kind of um yeah. It's different there. It's, yeah. it, it can actually be quite rough. I I I I thought I I looked at the reasoning behind it. Looked at it and I thought the same thing. I, I'm inclined to think a bit like Chloe, that um, you're not allowed to shoulder charge. You're not allowed to ch- ch- shoulder anybody in the chest. So there's not a safety concern there. And if it is shoulder to shoulder, I would be a bit like you. You can get different sizes of players, but you get that. Joe Higgins, you get that in yeah. men's football yeah. and, and hurling all the time, you get yeah. different yeah. And, and But I think your reasoning is really interesting one, Kate, which is you don't want physicality to overtake skill in the sport and therefore for you this is the more, this is a better rule which is an interesting one. Yeah, yeah and I think the clarity for the referees, like I, I do think there is an element there that we have to protect the player and we have to evolve that we want everyone to be able to play, not just the ones that feel they're strong enough mm. or feel that you know they're you know, struggling after a game to recover within three or four days. And that's both ends of the spectrum. Like, I don't think that's just the younger player. I think that's the older player. Mm. I think that's the middle player. I think that's everyone. But I think there's a lot more to our game. There's discipline. Discipline is a big part. I think the skills of our game, that's the big part that I'd like to promote. I think our game is hugely skillful. And I think if the referees can get it right and the physical contact is interpreted right, mm. I think there's enough in that that our game can involve for it's all those a, It's players. very interesting because I think Chloe does represent this generation who are so strong and fit now. They're like, we have the bodies, let us be more physical. But, but at the same time, you represent also brilliant players who say, mm, let's not go too far in one direction. Yeah. But you have it's to interesting. consider too that if you're coming from a county standard, you're getting the SNC, you're getting all that high level training and that. But you have to incorporate what about our club player? What about our starting player? What about our social player? What about all those? So then you've a county player that's going back into a junior team and they're physically so much more well equipped because mm. they've been part of a county set up with SNC and all that. And they're going back to play junior and they go shoulder someone that's in it for the social aspect. Like you have to look at it from a broader mm, it's scale. Really interesting. But, you and know, I always think the problem with Gaelic games is that the rules are made and they have to cover everybody from senior ca- inter-county down to the social player exactly. and that there's such a broad spectrum there, Liam, even in men's sport, Absolutely. that's very hard to cover everything, yeah, isn't it? We were conscious, Chloe, of the fact that girls are different. There's a kind of a contradiction now in between boys and girls in that boys are not as physically strong as they were 20 years ago because they're leading a sedentary life. Mm. Where girls are bigger now, they're born better as part of the whole nutrition of the mothers. Mm. You know, remember, we, just, really? we, we used to look at the... We used yeah. to look at the American... Um, visitors that came in the 60s and 70s are always bigger than our yeah. girls. But our girls now are tall and yeah. strong. Yeah, and the generation a, is certainly a bigger yeah. Yeah. So we were conscious frame. of that. But what I'd like to say, Chloe, is see, we have to start somewhere. And we don't see this as being an end point. But this yeah. is this is the start of seeing how this will work out. And you know, if you find, if the Camogie players find, or the Camogie authorities find, that there's room for extra scope, but then at least the it process be has been started. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the worry was, and the worry in bringing in changes, if you go too far, it gets wiped out. Yes, so and everybody we retracts and reverse, it, reverse, yeah, reverse, yeah, yeah. instead so, of yeah, bringing enough yeah. in that it will take yeah. off so and we're conscious that develop. We've right. defined it, yeah, and yeah. it's limited physicality. Do you know what? If it works out, that's more is needed. I'll that's easy to you. tweak. Yeah, yes. I'll be honest with you too, and I think Chloe represents as well the worry that I've had from some people is what is minimal force and how will referees interpret minimal force, and that that 
that does sound like something that referees will interpret differently. And one of the one of the problems people argue with is in about refereeing in general, in in hurling or is that it's not consistent enough. So I think that'll be yeah, interesting to see how line, that works out. The last line of that is, once they're making a reasonable, reasonable effort, effort to, to gain possession, possession of the ball. So if a referee ball. interprets someone doing something that's not, that's unfair, that's not making a reasonable effort to get to, the to, ball, to allow the skillful person as opposed to take then, it down. Then, then, <laughs> then the line is drawn there. Well, my only thing then, so if I'm shoulder, or minimal contact to her shoulder and she falls over, but I was going for the ball, will the ref? No, we would hope not. Yeah, so that's that's, that's what's an education that's, process for us. That's yeah. what's to be discovered. Yeah. 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 Okay. Look at the, look at that's even. I think this one is probably the most interesting one mm. from everybody. From the players want to know mm. about the contact one. It is going to be interesting. So minimal force from side on. Once you're making a reasonable effort to gain possession of the ball. Second one that you've they've they have decided to change the rule on, and this is on persistent fouling. So two deliberate fouls will be given a tick, and then the third foul merits a yellow. What was it before, Liam? I mean, how does this change? Because I can't no, see. There was no means of actually doing it. it just of wasn't of somebody who was persistently fouling. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there was no penalty. But right, but did you not get a yellow if you if you? Not for fouling. You only got a yellow as far as I if know. Was I've only ever seen if it was aggressive. An aggressive foul. Yeah. So persistent fouling. So that could be yeah. anything: pulling the jersey, niggling anything. So persistent fouling now gets uh, a yellow. Um, or no, gets two two ticks for the first ones and then a third. You definitely will get one for a third one. So the idea was stop this persistent fouling, which we see in the game, I think, Kate, a lot now defensively as well. Like, do you know, because teams are so well coached at inter-county level now, they're coached to contain and retain, aren't they? Yeah, and this one, I think, is brilliant because the frustration of being a forward or yeah. anywhere on <laughs> the forwards, field. you two will appreciate But you can do those. a little, you can do a small uh, foul and, I suppose, give a free for someone going through that doesn't warrant a yellow card and they can do it time and time, time again. And, time again. Yeah. and there's nothing yeah. in the rules for the referee to... So yeah. I, I actually think this one, again, will improve this you know the discipline within the game and yeah. you know moving the game quicker and stop that constant negativity Chloe that forwards keep getting you know you, you that's those niggly fouls and they're not enough to get a yellow but they're stopping you all the time well, yeah, even for everyone I think I mean I've watched sometimes when it gets to the quarter final stage the refs are a small bit under pressure I think from assessors yeah. and it could be something that it's not a yellow card you wouldn't deem it a yellow card because it wouldn't be you know it could have been the first or second foul it wouldn't have been aggressive but they probably are under pressure from someone in the stand and it would seem any of like watching on that like that wasn't the yellow card and they've been given a yellow card so hopefully this as Kate said like this can only be positive There was that, a couple of cases yeah. last summer I remember seeing yeah. in, in quarterfinals and semifinals and people went that's not a yellow card yeah. Um, and then I was like but they're persistently fouling them so here is one so I think there'd be a general consensus from everything I've seen and heard back from people that's a great idea and it's important um, just to note that you see like in hurling if you um if you get a yellow, you could do something that merits a yellow card straight off. Yes, you can get, mean, a yeah, yellow, get a straight yellow, obviously. Yellow. But well, now, if, yeah. But if you if you do that, it will be interpreted that if the next foul was an innocuous foul, it would only be a tick. You don't actually get the second yellow card. We're, we're trying to, we've sent a message to the referees. We don't want people sent off for silly stuff. Right. Know, and just yeah. simply because you got a yellow card. You know, you, the second yellow card has to be a merited yellow card. It has to be a merited yellow card. We've made that point to referees already. Right, okay, okay. So this one I think is straightforward enough. A quick puck out. So the referee now blows to signal a wider score and the goalkeeper can take the free out as quickly as they want, immediately think, back in pay. So you think that's simple? The referees have kicked already, straight away. The first reaction of the referees was no. 
Why? Um, because they like the ceremony, seemingly, of lighting down the score, taking ages to do it. And then they like this thing of holding up the hand and wait like I Because I'm the important person here, not the players. Yeah. You know, and that just drives me mad. And God, in hurling <laughs> and in this, we want the game to get home. But if somebody is quick enough and bright enough to have the slitter where she can get to it, her hurley organised, and particularly after a score, yeah. it's lovely to get the thing started. And what will happen then is people will scatter. Well, the game they know, is... They know that they can actually get an advantage by a yeah. goalie who sees an opportunity. And puckouts are so important now oh, in the modern yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're one of the key tactics in, in hurling and camogie now is where you're placing your puckouts. So this is, to me, but it's, it's interesting you should say that goalies goalies are delighted. Any goalie that's going to have are happy out. So and you don't allude to, you know, the game being quicker, more Speed clever, you know, being, being smart about, you know, getting yeah. possession, getting down the field and getting the score back if there's a score got. So, yeah. Yeah. Why hold it up, really? Yeah, well, get, no, I, get, I can't see. That's, that's interesting. The only ones who complain yeah. about this. And if if that is the problem, then take the scorekeeping out of the hands of the referee, take the timekeeping. All of those kinds of things could we've be taken a, down the road. We've made a point already, Clina. If most, a uh, good half or more scores are from freeze. Yeah. Now, if you know there's a free being taken, you have it ready and you just get ready. Yes, you already it. have it. You back yeah. out as quick as you can because you know the puck that's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And what will have to happen problem. here is to talk about referee's fitness and wasn't always the fittest person in the world myself. I understand how that works. But you know what? If you have to speed up, it's the player's count. And if the referees have to sharpen their axe with taking scores and with getting out again, that's what they should that's, do. That's the way the game is yeah, going. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're training so hard, we expect the referees to, to be up to the same standard of fitness as well. Um, the So there's th- there's three already. Fourth one now is a new rule about um, a free from the hand. It's only... As I understand, Lamia, I clarify, it's only if you are fouled within your own 45 metre. So what I, and it's indirect, in other words, you can't score from it. So and what I would say to me, it strikes to me as a, it's a defensive free can be taken from the hand. In other words, if a defender is fouled within their own 45, they can take the free from their hand. But it's indirect. It's indirect. And that's why the idea of being back behind a 45, you're not going to get somebody, you know, it's it, going it, from it, that it range. means that it's, it's, it's influencing the play. Yeah. It's not an unfair advantage, and it's it's. Uh, so why it's why 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 are you bringing it's this in? It's consistent with the second one on persistent fouling, because if um, say a centre back or a back of any sort is fouled coming out to slow down the game, well she now has the opportunity. The player must get away, and she has the opportunity to pick out somebody who has already started running down the field. I think this is probably the potential really to speed up the game, make it a thinking person's game, yeah, and uh, just take the shackles off the players. Um, so now when you foul a back, you have to worry where are the forwards and the opposition gone and straight down along. If you're if it happens in the mid sort of outside the 20, it's going to land seriously in danger zone for the yeah. team that has fouled. And it's going to make it um, a lot less um, viable to foul now. Well, so that's it's designed yeah. that's designed it. for that. Chloe, what, what are your feelings on this one? There's just like I suppose there'd be a few questions too. like I've actually um, there's been a f- there's one or two challenge matches where they've actually trialed some of yeah, these rules and you've so some of seen, them seen it yeah yesterday so there'll be one I suppose there's one or two things um, let's say how f- does a girl have to be a certain amount of yards or meters away before you like could I flick it to someone who's free beside me and get the game going or does it have to be ten meters we thought ten so meters okay. your own player has yeah. to be ten meters yeah. away yeah. yeah okay and then the opposition player. If I'm forward, I'm trying to slow her down. Because yes, the if she doesn't get away, you have the option. If it's really unsporting and if she's clearly de- um, setting out to stop the free being taken, mm. uh, Brought up. Uh, that can be a yellow card offence. 
if, if that's unsporting okay. behaviour, that's like trying to block a book out. Yeah. If you think it'd be reasonable now if someone tried to block a book out, you get a yellow card. Right. Yeah. But similarly here, because the idea is to speed it up and she shouldn't have fouled in the first place. Yeah. And I, it's not about her. I, it's as about I the took it, Chloe, as well, it's, it's am I right in thinking, it's designed really to stop that fouling persistently on defenders trying to clear a ball and get the ball out. So it's, oh, yeah, it's designed to yeah. stop that yeah. sort of yeah. negative play as well. But yeah. it's, only, it's the person that was fouled. Can yeah. I yeah. Only the person yeah. fouled. Yeah. If yeah. someone else is going to take it, they no. take it proper. Absolutely. Take it, yeah. it slow no. down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Take the old freak. Yeah. Take the old freak. Yeah. Take the old freak. So, okay, so this one is really one for defenders. If you're fouled inside your own 45, you can take a quick free. And there will be, there is obviously an exclusion zone. Yeah. But it's also for attackers. Because if you were a, if you were a behind in a game and somebody cynically stops your centre back coming out, uh, you now have the option of getting a score back because the person can actually take this free quickly, take it from the hand, pick you out, put it straight in your hand, you turn it, and you have yeah, a score. oh absolutely, and so yeah, it's yeah. it's going to it's, it's, it, I think it's going to. It's to, an interesting one. I think it has the potential. Definitely, I think to cut out a lot of uh, I would have said a lot of cynical fouling in. In from forwards as well, but it's your point as well. Is it's again, it's a tool to score more at the other end and to speed up the game. Yeah, but I, um, I, I'd be interested in the games you saw. I bet when the person was fouled, people were immediately excited because where is this ball going to go? Whereas in the normal free, so, it's yeah. kind of everyone's oh, waiting. It's everyone stops. It's yeah, everyone back yeah. in position. This now makes Even, it even um, um, like as you said, you're right. Like it's totally almost a different game in terms of speed. Like even mm. the quick puck out. So you had mm. a midfielder go up score, but you're her player. Who, now she didn't follow her but she's back there now she's free right. almost yeah. quick so like it's her. constant movement yeah. it's opened up a bit more Um, I know people were giving out maybe on social media about free from the hand but like didn't actually if you think about it it's actually a very good idea trying to speed it up Yeah. Um, but those are just one or two things I noticed and Chloe and I think that a lot of people saw free from the hand and took it to mean an attacking free from the hand yeah, yeah, yeah. I, whereas I think that the understanding has to be it's only people inside their own 45 can take that free from the hand and I think that's that will that will come into the consciousness yeah. I, think the, I think the other one people were worried about was was if they were up near close to the goal they could take a quick free yeah, hand. Yeah. Defenders everywhere going, oh my God, see, are, are, is our lives not hard enough? <laughs> so um, the dropping the Hurley, fifth, fifth rule that is being proposed on a trial basis, again we stress this, is the old thing of being allowed to drop the hurl and hand pass a goal, that's gone. Um, you're, no allowed, you're no longer allowed intentionally drop your hurl and you're no longer allowed hand pass a goal. But you can hand pass a point and you could always hand pass a point. Or could yeah, you? It's just you're still allowed to. But but you so rarely see hand pass points. And it's so rare. You're going for goal. Yeah, exactly. Well, Kate, if you're in that <laughs> close, if either you two are in that close, you are going for the goalie's <laughs> head, probably. <laughs> but it's funny. Um, uh, this one seems to me to be very logical. Um, but I had somebody say to me, Liam, um, they coach juveniles, and they said that they found with girls, not with boys, but with girls, that if they're close to the goal mouth. They're very reticent about belting a ball hard uh, for a goal at a goalie. Young girls. And they said they noticed there's a difference between them and boys. And I would never have thought of that. And they were worried that this rule then, if it came in at juvenile level, that um, that they wouldn't be going for goals. But they could always kick them anyway, as you said, Kate. So that, the logic here is what? Well, it's been tried out in National League. Yes, only it's even level With in mind, really. But yes. see, we've already made, and we'll come to it later on, we've made some suggestions for underage camogies, but yeah. which won't be ever affect adults. Right. But I think that we have to, and that if that is the consensus, then what to do is to leave it for, for juveniles. Yeah, leave it, leave it. Put it in for adults. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're, and 
and am I, am 14 is a kind of a cut off point 14 yeah, yeah. under four, 14 or under is kind of the cut off yeah. point for doing it um, so both of you are happy get rid of that I mean why was it such a bone of contention with, with you Kate was it because it made the game look so different from the men's was it because it didn't allow which I would have felt it didn't allow train people to go for goals you know to strike for goals from a very you know when they start the game I um, I think the hand pass goal was more that if you were in that area, you'd use the hand pass. I didn't think people automatically decided that they were just going to hand pass all the time. Yeah. I just think it was another option. And looking back over the games over the last couple of years, we haven't had that there's many. very few of them now, there's, there's actually. very little hand pass goals. And I just think if you're in that close, that's the option you take. I don't think, I think a lot of Camogie players actually go to strike it as a first option if the option is on. And you very rarely get the hand pass goal. So would you I, kept it? I, I possibly didn't think it was as big an issue, but I think it was more the difference maybe that people didn't like. And yeah, that it differentiated the game from, from the men's and sort of made it look like a lesser game or something maybe, like that. Maybe so. And the, like the hand pass and the hurley around the field, I think that's a good one to bring in because it's it's a bad habit maybe to get into that to you drop, drop the hurl in the corner yeah. back or out around the middle and to give a more direct hand pass or longer but yeah and yeah. it's illegal but you can't drop the hurl in the men's game at all so I think there's that thing in people's head that get rid of it it makes women look as if there's an easier rule for them when they don't need it I'm, am I right in thinking that Chloe? Yeah Cameron? I think so I think if like I know we're on about young girls maybe not wanting to build it but like look at Shane O'Donnell for the, the Clare Herder like he's well able to he's very tricky even um, Austin Gleeson remember he scored yeah, that yeah. goal for Watford so <laughs> and just kind of taps it in like you to, I suppose the skill with your hurley is pretty important so like I come from forward and a back point of view like but like dropping the hurley I think and hand pass goals never, I think it's a good rule to try, yeah. try I, anyway. I think it's interesting Kate I think your point is an interesting one that there was a skill in itself if you like in, and if you were in that close and it was very busy but I always felt it maybe stopped girls from developing a real killer instinct at a younger age when they could hand pass a goal. Do you know that you they had to be able to score with their stick? I think develops a load more stick skills. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see if we if we see it or if anybody ever hand passes a point because I don't know that I've I very rarely seen a hand pass point. But you could always hand pass point. And again, I think people don't even realize that. Laura Mack for Claire did one time. She was battled up and she was actually her back was to the goal. It was brilliant. And she reversed stuff like that. Actually, do you know what there, I think? Yeah. I saw one in yeah. uh, one the club games this this winter where somebody reverse hand passed it over her back as well which yeah. is quite great skill yeah yeah um and the last one that they're officially going with then is the penalty so you can the penalty now you can only take it against one defender we're presuming it's going to be the goalkeeper um you used to be able to there were three on the line before in in the women's game and the ball must be struck on or outside the 20 meter line any issues with this one or do you think this is a no brainer as well kate no i think this is a good one yeah i i i think we needed to move it on and give the advantage to the person taking the penalty i think if you're true on goal and you're pulled back to take a penalty with three in, in i'd say if you looked at the statistics um the, the the advantage was probably with the defenders yeah. as opposed to the girls striking. And that's the so idea, I'm presumably, yeah, is it? Yeah, to give the advantage yeah. to. It's a, it's a, yeah, a penalty should be scored. That's yeah. what people expect. Penalty yeah. and yeah. penalty. And it should be yeah. a, as it should be a reward, as you say, yeah. for somebody who was cynically fouled. It should be a reward for them to give them a good chance to but score. We're very conscious of the striking from outside. Cause I didn't realise actually, and I thought I knew Camogie inside out that you're allowed to strike it from inside. 
Yes. And we, we, we for safety reasons, even in the adult game, we stopped that. Yeah. And with the boy being injured that summer with a belt on his chest, uh, just when you're aware there's a danger, yeah. you have to take it into account. Yeah. And it adds nothing. I mean, it's working quite well. You just strike it outside. And really clever penalty yeah. players, uh, t- takers, and I'm not sure whether you two you do this, but re- the really clever penalty strikers, of course, lift it and move it about yeah. you know at least eight meters before they actually step forward and strike it yeah. they ruled that illegal in the men's game of a couple of years ago and they've got really 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 strict on it so they should be the, the referees will now be way stricter on it i'd say chloe so there'll be none of that oh definitely but sure. i used to call the dj carey penalty <laughs> yeah. you'd have it 10 meters yeah. before you'd even strike oh, it well i used to take them obviously when with, with <laughs> yes. and i try to get as much as can don't think do it as hard as i can but you probably yeah. there's a little bit more thinking to now you'll probably have to place it but you'll have to you lift know. it up now yeah. as opposed to forward oh no but i, I definitely yeah. think it's a good rule and it'll actually make it more interesting as well one-on-one and yeah. no it's the I and actually i i spoke to Eva murray one of, one of the best goalkeepers in the game and i as a goalkeeper she actually said i love this because now she says, I'm actually being challenged. You know, I am actually being challenged now. It's you and me, babe. It's on. Do you know what I mean? Probably. I've no security around me now. It's going to actually test my skills as a, as a goalkeeper. That's even it. Better. Like, and if there's sometimes if there's two nearly on the line, which as well, it's like if you go for it, sometimes you can hit it after the person. Yeah, but now it's just yeah. you. So you have the whole goals almost to move yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, rather yeah, yeah. Depending on two other people besides exactly. you, if they're going to go as well. Yeah. So, so she was yeah. saying goalkeepers will actually love this because, you know, everyone's got an ego as well. Do you know what I mean? Either an attacker or a defender or goalkeeper. And you want to actually see what's the what, how how good can I be here? So that. That's those for people now. Those are the experimental rules. They're only going to be tried out in the National League uh, this year by senior intercounty players. And there are a series, as Chloe's already seen a couple of them, there's a series of challenge matches going on at the moment and will happen. The National League starts again on February the 1st and 2nd. And it's only these players who are going to try them out. Briefly, Liam, what what interested me was, there was a couple of things, was what else did you suggest that they didn't take on board and, and any that you particularly thought they should have taken on board that you would have liked to have seen? I'm disappointed that they didn't take on the sideline inside your own 45. So I what, was the, what were you the suggesting? The suggestion was that inside your own 45 you could rise and strike. A sideline inside your own 45, particularly in underage and younger and in lesser levels than senior county, is a liability. And it leads to... the, the, the often... It doesn't go far enough to stop a rook developing and then you have a throw in and then you used to have a throw in that could end up over the sideline you ended up throwing it again and the game's held up we thought in keeping with the quick book out the free from the hand that this would be sort of a way of really speeding up the game because so instead uh, of cutting it off the ground you could lift and strike it inside your own 45 inside your own 45 only we we took 45 because again it couldn't be scored it was indirect and the 45 yeah and the 45 metre line is marked in Camogie 65 isn't you see so 45 is a definite definite line and they didn't take that one on I didn't think that one right. before because I said side in the skill. And I, I, I have two nieces who play Camogie and I watch all their games or as many as I can. And uh, one girl played under 16 this year and the other at minor. And um, you'd be just fearful when you see a 45 or a, a side in the side because you know it's going to develop into a rook and it's going to de- uh, lead to the thing that's because wrong. they're not striking them the same length as yeah, yeah and because the same distance everyone attacks the, 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 the sideline when it's coming out of defense because they know they have an advantage right. they can right. get a score from it yeah. um the other thing we did in tandem with that we did two things we wanted two things done to throw and now the group filtering our suggestion said that the um the throw-in we suggested on the throw-in that it should be a three meter exclusion zone only two players and if anybody encroached it would be an indirect free against them 
Yeah. This is the stop, this melee that leads the to rocking, the, the, the rocking. Because yeah. I do think rocking, because it again, adds nothing to the game. Well, but also players are so fit and strong now. There's more rocking in the game than ever before because people are so fast to the ball. But there is a lot of rocking holding up the game, Kate, isn't there? Yeah, and so their suggestion was if there's a rock, it should be a throw in, blow it quickly True. and give a throw in. In basketball, for example, um, I saw basketball rules change over the years. In basketball, remember two women, two two players of any kind would end up grabbing the ball. There would be a throw in, but they decided um, after a long time that that was just too slow. Um, and so what they do in basketball is they alter, alternate who gets the free from the sideline. It's very simple. So if if we end up fighting over a ball, whoever had the free the last time, they'll just get it the next time. I think that rule could work mm. in a rooking situation. But but the the his their idea was to throw the ball up. Because there are a lot of rocks in the game yeah, now. No, and that's actually quite an interesting. And as you say, it would have like a- added to the quick puck out mm. and the and the free from the hand out of backs. And yeah. definitely at underage, I think that would be a very welcome yeah. addition to the rules. Yeah. yeah, so they didn't take up on that one. Well, it's, it's yeah. that the, the, um, the, the throw-in situation is provided for rules and it's only referee education. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. Right. Okay. What we want to do is stop the game being held up yeah, I think it, they let the rooks go on game. too long, yeah. you see. You know, that's my thing. It, because the, you can throw it in off yeah. a rook, yeah. but they tend to let them go and go and go and go. And what's go. happening to uh, Clean is that it's it's um, it's not adding to the game of hurling either. No, it's not in it's the men's not. game really either. Really and also there's consistency, Chloe. Some refs will blow it very quickly in a rook and some won't. That's it, yeah, I actually, that would have been, I think that is a very good rule. It just would have been hard to, again, like for a referee to... to Tell her yeah, to keep them to back, keep them back. back because yeah. if she's in front of me, I have to get in front of her and I keep. That's how it happens. Like, yeah. but it yeah. is. I actually, yeah. I think that well, is quite it, a good it's idea. It's the like, other, the other players have to stay away. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and the indirect free would stop it very quickly yeah. because the indirect free. So when they encroach, you see, is it? Yeah. you know yeah. when you're that's trying the to get yeah. the the sideline and the hitting it out of the hand. Like I, I guess the the point in trying to speed up, hundred percent. That's a, it's a very good rationale. It's just, I suppose, my opinion of it would be like if we have a two a sideline for two points. And we're trying to get girls maybe to, to encourage them to get better at it. Yeah, like we should be trying to get them to a standard rather than probably but not the standard. No, I'm not saying the standard will come down, but if you want them to take more sidelines, score more, then keep the sidelines at, at any part of we the pitch, even if it was that. in the forty-five. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. That. yeah. See, it's a different girl, different players taking the one. From yeah, the field yeah, on. that's yeah. a good point. So, so we haven't ruined, we haven't taken the skill out of the game. Or our, our encouraging the forwards to get good at it. hundred meters. Where you still do that? You can still do it. It's just that the sideline we felt the sideline inside your own 45 disadvantages the back and doesn't add anything to speed up the game considering we had taken the puck out and the free from the hand as two measures already yeah, yeah, to speed yeah. it up this, this was yeah. in line with it we thought now they may try it later on or it doesn't stop the fact it's not been tried now doesn't mean that it wouldn't come in as a suggestion yeah. or a motion for in the future. Congress yeah. yeah in future because technically these will be trialled in this year's National League but you wouldn't be talking about introducing they have to go to Congress and it would be 2021 that yeah. they would come That's in so it's yeah. a long it's a long space there there is a space my worry about it all is that they weren't announced that long ago and the National League has started in February and I worry there's two worries I'd have I suppose I don't know how you feel about them one is have referees long enough to learn them and to have players long enough to learn, Kate? I think from a player's point of view, definitely you'd be at training and, you know, Chloe, maybe you'd come in on this, but I definitely think you'd get the new rules and you'd be happy to trial them and put them in your training and you'd nearly be excited about those changes, I think. I definitely think it. they allude to the game being quicker, to being clever, to, to smart thinking, 
you know, being sharp, Katie, and going out the back home. I'm going to take Kate out of retirement. Nobody in the country wants that, <laughs> I, I, unless you're in my expert. <laughs> but that's interesting. Yeah, so you just think they'd look, they'd love them. Do they have enough, do you, do you have enough time? To... Um, yeah, like like I was only bringing those those questions to him because we actually just didn't know. We just wanted some clarity on them, I suppose. Um, I don't think, it, I don't know, this could be a totally ridiculous idea, but like we were talking to some of us and maybe would it be a good idea to like demo, have a video demo and send it out and this is what minimum contact this is what this is or right. even graphics I think when the hand pass rule was brought in for football they actually had graphics and things like that but like as Kate said the players are really eager to try them out there is only there's actually some of our players who are actually going back playing Ashburn the next day after trialling the rules and they're getting a bit mixed up sometimes between them so yeah that's a confusing yeah. area all right if you're playing colleges and they don't apply yeah. to that and that, but the, the men's side has had that in recent yeah, years yeah. as well where it didn't apply and it won't affect championship next year so look at it's all out there a couple of last questions did Scorts come up in all those 1,500 questionnaires? Don't mention, don't mention, <laughs> don't mention the S word. We thought, uh, we thought, look, that's something that, could, that can be done. That's, uh, it was a, different, a discussion for a different group. Right, right. And uh, the majority of players, and I think all our players on the committee, were happy with Scorts. Really? Yeah. Because I get players all the time saying, give yeah. them with younger, to younger ones. Maybe, Maybe is that, yeah. do you yeah, think? Yeah, but they felt that uh, it was um, it was feminine, it was unique to Camogie in the Gaelic Games world, and they felt that, you know, that there was something uh, good about it and something attractive about it in the sense that they were different. It's different, it's makes them different. different. Yeah, and I think that's, I, I yeah. yeah. And I like think it's it. evolved, like the, the skirt in itself It is a short in terms of, it it's now. a nicer, it's more comfortable now than before we were wearing a wrap around yeah. and you were wearing collots and you were wearing shorts underneath. <laughs> and, you know, I, I think it has evolved that I think Girls are genuinely happier now to What about you, Claire? Um, well, I don't know about the feminine rationale. Like, that wouldn't be... Like, maybe for younger girls, but, like, I mean, camogie is camogie, like, in yeah. sports, so I wouldn't really... Like, I would say most, most, yeah, most athletes yeah, wear like, shorts. Yeah, like, it doesn't bother me to wear scarf shorts, but I do know that there are girls who absolutely despise skirts. but, like, I don't know if it's possible maybe to allow them a player to pick, but I don't know, then you'd have somewhere in shorts, yeah, somewhere in skirts. Yeah, it would so look a bit know, strange, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one, uh, but it does seem to come up a lot in discussions that I have with players. The one I can't stand is goalkeepers wearing the same jersey, which is still the same rule mm. that all players wear the same jersey. It doesn't make any sense to me. As a forward, you should be able to identify the one who has the bigger boss, um, yeah. if there's a melee in the goal mouth you should and also even with penalties as a journalist I we agree. could never figure out yeah. who made safe and it hasn't it hasn't been changed at all but look this is a start you know and that's the important thing I think here Camogie Association has in recent years got criticism because they the, the interpretation was that they were too conservative they weren't willing to, to for change the All-Ireland finals of recent years not this year's which was an amazing final but the previous two were very low scoring would we change the rules? How would we change the rules? How could we make this a quicker, more attractive game to play, to you know, to give to give the incentive to people to be attacking? So you have to say hands up to Camogie for starting this process, Liam, but it is the start of it, right? Um we did hear I well, I get feedback from players. I heard from players in recent years that they were told, Don't be criticizing the game and don't be criticizing the rules. You know, you you'll give Camogie a bad reputation and you know it's not good for sponsors. We on off the bench we say speak out, speak out, players, because how else are we going to get change? Players lead change, and and you know there's so much leadership now. We talk about leadership in women's sport, how important that is. So good on the players for complaining, good on the camogie for for listening, 
But it, there's a long way to go, Liam. And I'll there leave you with the last word on this one. We'd like to think this is the start of a process. I mean, yeah. the camogie has potential. It's a growing sport. You all talk about ladies football being the fastest growing sport. But actually, I see, I've never seen as many girls poking around the ball at half times before a match. They bring their their, their uh, commands and their setters to games, the same as the boys do. Right. There's a huge take up in camogie. And I said, uh, uh, maybe it's just in leash. Uh, I don't know. But really, it's unbelievable the number of girls now who are interested in the game. What we want to do is say, to the, our message to camogie was, this is a game that has huge potential. And what about it if um, Camogie goes ahead of Harding? If that's what happens in the game, it's a thinking person's game. If these are adopted, we would feel this would be a thinking person games. It'll be uh, very good for people who are innovative. And I think if we take on board some of these changes, the Camogie players themselves will see potential for more. But the message is, as you said, we're prepared to listen. And the Camogie Association asked us to get involved in this. They're prepared to listen and I think the players will have a stronger voice out of it and they'll be encouraged. I hope this process will encourage them to suggest further changes. Yeah, and I think that will happen. I think that's the great thing. And the WGPA has been a big part of that. And both of you have been involved in WGPA in asking for change, not for change's sake, but to make the game better and to keep more, more women and bring more girls into the game as well. So, look, let's see what happens. It's going to be an interesting year. 2020 is going to be a great year sports-wise for women's sport anyway. Um, and let's see how we get on with this um i for one like you are very excited about it um thanks to all of the three of you for coming in thanks for to emma carl outside for uh, emma carl outside for doing the production um again you can get us all our previous um podcasts are on itunes are on offtheball.com in the podcast section it's our last one before christmas um but we will be involved in a big way in Off The Balls, January 5th. We did it last year, we're doing it again. Five hours of live women's sport on January the 5th to celebrate um, Nolik Naman. So we will be back to you and we'll be talking to you then. And so until then, uh, thanks for listening and happy Christmas, everyone.